Welcome to Unfuck Your Brain, the only podcast that teaches you how to use psychology, feminism, and coaching to rewire your brain and get what you want in life. And now here's your host, Harvard Law School grad, feminist rock star, and master coach, Kara Lowenthal. Hello, my chickens. It is time for another listener Q&A podcast. So got a couple more of these lined up for the year, and then that's going to be it for a little while. So if you have questions you've been waiting to ask me, now's the time. Send them in. You can send them to info, I-N-F-O, at redesignyourmind.com. And of course, I try to get to the ones that I can, but um, I can't answer every question I get. I get a lot of questions, and I try to pick the ones that I think are going to have the most learning value for everyone, right? Because this is a podcast, not an individual coaching session. Okay. So let's just get started. What's in the reader mailbag? Okay, so I had a question. Hi, Cara. How do you take criticism graciously? Like whenever I make a mistake or get criticized, I either clam up or act defensively. When I try to make it lighthearted, I'm trying too hard. Okay, it's a great question. The answer is that you clam up or act defensively because you think it's criticism, right? Even the way that you ask this question shows me that you can't take feedback and just be curious about it. You think that it's criticism. So you think that if somebody has some thoughts about how you might do something differently, that you're being criticized and that immediately makes you defensive, right? So you have to look at what you're making it mean. If you make a mistake, are you making it mean that there's something wrong with you, that you fucked up, that you're not good at your job, that you're a bad girlfriend or whatever you're making it mean, right? When we are very defensive about other people's perception of us, it's because we're making it mean something about us. We're not allowing their thoughts to be their thoughts. We're thinking that their thoughts mean something about us or about them, right? And that something's gone wrong and something is bad, right? Like we've done something bad. So you're clamming up or acting defensively because of whatever you're making the quote-unquote criticism mean. Right. And then, of course, it doesn't work to try to make it lighthearted because you don't believe it is lighthearted. <laughs> right. So, of course, that doesn't work. And that just comes across really weirdly. So, the solution isn't to try to like act a certain way. Right. You want to solve it by like acting lighthearted, but that doesn't work when your thoughts aren't lighthearted. You have to work on what your thoughts are about it. What are you making it mean if somebody gives you feedback or tells you they think you made a mistake or you do quote unquote make a mistake? What are you making it mean about you? That's where the defensiveness and the clamming up is coming from. When we feel terrible about ourselves, we have to push back on anything we perceive that might kind of validate those thoughts and feelings because we're so scared of them. When we actually love ourselves, other people's thoughts are their thoughts and it's fine. Like <laughs> lots of you have lots of thoughts about what I do on the podcast and you share them with me and some of them are positive and some of them are negative and they're all fine and wonderful. Like I don't take it personally or feel defensive because I'm so rooted in what I think about what I'm doing, right? And so if somebody has complaints or quote-unquote critiques, I read them. If there's something I think might be valuable or true, I think about how I want to implement it. And otherwise, it's just not a problem. It's just their thoughts and they can have them, right? But if I secretly believed that maybe I was doing the podcast wrong and I was fucking up and it's my job to make everyone love me – then it would be really stressful to hear negative, quote unquote, negative feedback or criticism because I would have all these thoughts creating negative feelings about it. 
So you got to look at what your thoughts are about the criticism, quote unquote, and decide how you want to think about it. Yet another question. I got a couple of kind of one-liners <laughs> I'm doing today. Intuition versus bad thoughts. How do we know when to listen to ourselves? That's all for now, <laughs> says this question writer. All right. It's another great question. Some of these short questions are better than these very long ones. Okay. So here's how I like to think about it, right? You can take it or leave it for what it's worth for you guys. I think that intuition is still a thought. I don't think that I believe that intuition is something that's not thought. But I think that intuition is a very like quiet, calm knowing. So when I've had intuitions about things in the past, or when I do now, I guess, it's never agitating. I don't ever, it's not anxiety producing. I don't have to like act quickly to get out of it. It's just like a calm knowing. I almost think intuition is like our perceptions and thoughts, some of which may be true, stripped of all the drama. So one place I hear this a lot is like in my women clients who are dating, if like something seems to be quote unquote going wrong, like the person's not texting back as quickly or they think things have changed, they say, I just, it's just my intuition. I have a gut feeling that something's wrong. It's off. It's not working. He's not interested. She's not interested. Whatever. What's complicated about it is sometimes they are right about that. Like sometimes you are noticing accurately a difference in like how often someone, you know, calls you or whatever. But the thing that makes it not just intuition is all of the anxiety about it, the agitation, the desire to act, to get away from the feeling. All of that is not your gut. That's your brain, right? That is all of your negative thoughts because why is it a problem if someone's feelings about you have changed? It's actually not. It's only a problem because of your thoughts about what it means, so the intuition might be like this quiet knowing of like, oh, I noticed this. And intuition also doesn't tell you what the like reason is or isn't so sure that it knows the reason and that it's a problem. So that's how I really distinguish between them. The easy way to th – it's like a deep question, but the easy way to think about it is that intuition is like just calmly letting you know something quietly. Anytime that there's like agitation, anxiety, like your brain is screaming, you want to act your way out of it, like you want to – text the person or change something or take some action to get away from the feeling. All of that is just lizard brain, right? And it's not actually serving you. So you say, how do we know when to listen to ourselves? I don't think that that's a useful question, okay? That's not the question that I would ask. Always the answer to that is, is your thought helpful or not? So I think that embedded in the premise of this question, and one of the reasons I don't usually like talking about intuition necessarily is that embedded in the premise is that if it is intuition, then we should like listen to it and act one way. And if it's not intuition, we should not listen to it and act a different way. I don't think that's a helpful framework because I don't think the question is ever, is this true? And that's how I decide what to do. I think the question should always be, is this thought helpful, whether it comes from quote unquote intuition or my lizard brain or anything else? is this thought helpful and do I like the results I get if I think it, right? So I don't really suggest you ask, how do I know when to listen to myself? You're always listening to yourself. The question is, do you want to think on purpose about what to do or not? I don't think that the question should ever be, when should I just believe and act on my unconscious thoughts without like evaluating them? So I wouldn't frame it as intuition versus bad thoughts. I don't think that that's helpful. Okay. Another short and sweet one, obsessive brain. 
That's the question. No, sometimes when life gets overwhelming, I'll latch onto something and obsess over it or them or whatever it is. I'm aware of it and it bothers me. I feel childish or mentally ill. How can I avoid this, stop obsessing, and just live my life? Okay, well, that's a big question and possibly you might want to look into getting a coach. But here's what I can say about this. And I've worked with people who had intrusive kind of fixated thoughts before. You say, I feel childish or mentally ill. Those aren't feelings. Those are thoughts. You have the thought, I'm childish, I'm mentally ill, which means you are giving a lot of meaning to this thought pattern, right? This obsessive thought pattern, repetitive thoughts. You are attaching all this meaning and judgment to it. And that makes it so much worse for you right? Because then you're constantly scanning for it. And then when it starts happening, then you're believing something's gone wrong and then it means this negative thing about you. And then of course, you're obsessed with how you're obsessed with thinking. So I had a client who had intrusive thoughts actually. And what we did was we just decided to like take the like rhetoric and emotional, you know, stuff down. And we just decided to call them her hamster thoughts. We're just like, oh, sometimes your brain just like gets on this hamster wheel, right? It's kind of cute and funny and it made it less you know, kind of scary. It didn't mean something had gone wrong. It's just like, oh, hamster thoughts. So she spent a few weeks practicing, like just noticing when they came up and being like, oh, those are my hamster thoughts. And just like allowing them to be there without resisting them, without making them mean anything. And then what she found is over the course of like a month or two, they really just went away because she wasn't putting so much weight on them, right? She wasn't resisting them being there. So often I teach like you want to become aware of your thoughts and then change them on purpose. Sometimes when you have this kind of fixation or rumination or really any thought that you're judging really heavily and making it mean something, the best way to work on that is actually to work on the judging thoughts, not the underlying thought, right? So I wouldn't start out by trying to quote unquote stop obsess, right? Even you're labeling it as obsession, you're already judging it and evaluating it and not just being curious and observant of your brain. So work on the thoughts about the thoughts. That's the best way to handle it. Okay. Somebody says, hi, Cara. Something I've always struggled with has been the balance between push yourself out of your comfort zone and don't do anything that you're not comfortable with. Okay. Well, I can just like tell you 100% I do not agree with that last one. I know the second one generally refers to new relationships, but I've always applied it to the rest of my life too. I tend to believe we all have gut intuitions that we should listen to about a variety of different situations. Well, I don't believe that either. Okay, so (laughs) do your question, asker. I disagree with all your premises. I'm a recent college graduate jumping into a career and planning on either moving to a major, new major city soon or moving in with my boyfriend in a much smaller city with the plan will eventually move to the big city. I'm having an internal battle between pushing myself seriously out of my comfort zone for personal development maybe or making the move where I know I'd be happy and comfortable but would be the easy way out. How do I reconcile this? I know that I should be uncomfortable sometimes for the purpose of personal development, but I have a deep desire to be comfortable and happy. Okay. I love this question. Listen, all of you, everybody has a deep desire to be comfortable and happy, obviously, right? Like human brains evolved to want to be comfortable and happy and safe. So I 100% disagree with the idea that you shouldn't do anything you're not comfortable with. And I don't believe that those are gut intuitions, right? So I don't agree with any of these premises because this is just like the previous question. I don't think they serve you, right? This is like when people are like, don't do anything unless it feels aligned. Like, do you have a human brain? Shit is not going to feel aligned. Like, yes, there might be some deep kind of, okay, I think I want this. I'm going to go for it. But it doesn't feel like easy and flow all the time. Maybe for some people it does. I did not feel like easy flow, no stress to 
quit my staple and prestigious career and become a life coach? Like that is craziness. That did not feel like just really aligned and safe and comfortable. No, I felt like I was going to die for at least a year. And thank God I did that, right? I'm so glad that I did. So I just think don't do anything you're not comfortable with is like the worst life philosophy, I think, in the whole world. And I know we hear that and we're taught that it means, like like you say, like, oh, it's our gut intuitions and we should feel aligned. And like, if something's uncomfortable, that means it's not at your vibration or I don't know, like whatever self-help nonsense is out there. But I just think that's a way to live a life where you don't grow or evolve at all. And the truth is you won't be that comfortable because you'll stagnate. And the same about we've got intuitions that we should listen to about a variety of different situations. So you can totally keep that belief. Of course, we all get to decide what to think. But you ask for my opinion, and I don't think that that belief is helpful at all. Because I think our gut intuition is often just our anxiety, right? Or our knee-jerk assumptions about things, or our desire to just be comfortable. Now, listen, you can decide that your goal in life is just to be comfortable. And that's totally fine. Like there's no rewards at the gates to heaven. (laughs) I don't really believe in heaven, but like there's no, you don't get anything. You don't get like a medal when you die for having made yourself uncomfortable. Like, you know, there's no moral value to it. It doesn't make you a better person. You get to decide. So if you want your life to be about comfortable and happy, then go for it. Now, I want to warn you that your circumstances don't create your feelings, okay? So being happy is going to be caused by your thoughts either way. And what I tend to see is that people who prioritize comfort and safety and lack of risk and lack of discomfort really don't end up that happy, right? Because your thoughts are what create your feelings. And I do think that most humans want to grow and evolve at the same time as we want to be safe, right? That's the whole human paradigm condition is like, Our primitive part of our brain just wants to be safe. But then we develop this prefrontal cortex, this like huge thinking, imagining, dreaming machine that has propelled human evolution forward and the development of civilization. And like that part of our brain wants to do some shit. And so we have to decide like which part of our brain are we going to prioritize. And for me, I want to grow and evolve. I want to really live life fully. And that means definitely not being comfortable a lot of the time. And not listening to my quote unquote gut intuition a lot of the time because my gut feeling is often just my unconscious thoughts that I haven't evaluated or chosen on purpose. So I think that part of what's going on with this question is that when you say, I know I should be uncomfortable sometimes, there's no should. You don't have to be. You get to decide, right? But I want to make sure you don't think that like having a deep desire to be comfortable and happy is like a special thing about you. Right, that you should make your life decisions based on because, like, that's different from how other people feel or something. Like, everybody feels that way. That's the lizard brain wants to be safe and comfortable, right? But happiness is caused by your thoughts. So, if you, it doesn't matter what city you move in or what job you have or even really who you're married to, like, those decisions aren't what's going to create whether or not you're comfortable and happy. It's your thoughts. And you can decide to prioritize comfort and happiness, or you can decide to be willing to be uncomfortable. But I just want you to choose those on purpose rather than should, right? Or just what you already happen to believe or what you think other people think. Like that's the work. All right, my chickens, that is it for today's listener Q&A. We'll be back next week. Talk to you guys then. 
If you're loving what you're learning in the podcast, you have got to come check out The Clutch. The Clutch is my feminist coaching community for all things Unfuck Your Brain. It's where you can get individual help applying all these concepts I teach to your own life and learning how to do thought work to blow your own mind. It's where you can learn new coaching tools not shared on the podcast that will change your life even more. It's where you can hang out and connect over all things thought work with other podcast chickens just like you and me. It's my favorite place on earth and it will change everything. I guarantee it. Come join us at www.unfuckyourbrain.com forward slash the clutch. Or you can just text your email address to 347-934-8861. If you text your email address to that number, we'll text you right back with a link to check out everything you need to know about the clutch. 347-934-8861. Or again, just go online to www.unfuckyourbrain.com forward slash the clutch. I cannot wait to see you there.